button, and uh, I will tell you what you're getting into here. Okay. Hey, man. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, this is Zach Selwyn. He is my occupational therapist. Um, I am interviewing people with the most interesting professions in the world to see if any of these professions are things that theoretically I could do. And Zach, tell them why. Right. Yeah, well, you know, Jared basically sold his business at the beginning of the year and was forced by competitors to get out of the jingle business for two years. He's got to cease and desist. He can't do any more jingles. So he's got to figure out a new career in life. And as his good friend and occupational therapist, I, uh, we've both been setting up a bunch of interviews with experts in their field, people who have accomplished things at a very high level and or just an interesting level. And we've talked to people across all genres of music, art, food, you name it. And uh, happy to have you here to maybe see if Jared could get into a profession like what you're doing right now. Well, I actually have two professions that that are both really unusual. So we have to we'd have, probably have to discuss both of them, and uh, you know, and see if he could do either of them. And one okay. of them, I think, he's I, out I know right about, off the I bat. About... What was the first? The, well, I have a I, I was a celebrity sober companion, right? And I have no a way. Oh, I have yeah, a sober yeah, companion so. business, right? Where you go with oh, these God. people. And, and you help them be sober, like whether it's on tour or on the movie set or something like that. So I did that for 17 years. And now I have a company where I send other people out to help people be sober in their life, in their world, right? So I think Jared's out on that business right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's done. The sober companion, let's scratch that one because uh, A, I can be a companion, but not a sober companion. But let's go. The other one. You could be the a non-sober companion. You could be. Yeah, some, I've, no, I've been that for many people. That's how I need a guy fun. like somebody who's too straight laced. They need a guy like to take them out, like Hitch. show them how to have fun and Hitch. party. Yeah, like 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 that Will Smith movie. Exactly. <laughs> Before I met Jared, I was sober fifteen years. I was doing great. I had a job. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so um, you know, JP. Um, came into my life in much like every single person that we've met on uh, this show in a bizarre way. But I do remember the day that I got introduced to you. I was coming home from New Orleans. I was performing with the Hipster Orchestra, and I'd come back from one of those weekends where I'm eating like a 12 order of chicken fingers in the airport, <laughs> crying, wearing like a, like some get up, like honky tonk get up that like is too tight on me. And I'm like, shit's got to change. And I think I post on Facebook, can anybody put me in touch with a trainer that's going to take the chicken fingers out of my mouth? And at least get me moving in the right direction. And Arquette hit me like in five seconds. He goes, call my guy. He's like, if he could work with me, he could work with you. <laughs> and um, from there, it became like a very transformative time in my life. Like it wasn't necessarily for me about getting in like rip roar and shape because that's not what we were doing. But it was getting my body moving. We would have interesting conversations, you know, really, uh, you know. And then we did that for a while. And all of a sudden, you know, JP reemerges a few years later with this, you know, reading all this press about him. He's, you know, breathwork expert to the stars. And, and I, that to me was something that always the motivational side of knowing JP was really cool. And he also knew really great people and also really creative people and knowing how to like maximize performance. So tell us exactly what it is that you're doing now and tell us how you got into this. Sure. So I was a celebrity trainer, right? A celebrity personal trainer and sober coach at the same time. So I did both of those things. And then what happened was just by a series of circumstances, I was at the, the 
the Staples Center with Matthew Perry during the Kings Stanley Cup run in 2012, right? They're about to win the Stanley Cup. We're in between periods. This is like game seven. They're going to win the Stanley Cup for the first time in forever or ever, I think. And uh, there's this little VIP room underneath the Staples Center. And in there is every celebrity in Los Angeles. And I'm standing there with Matthew talking to Matthew. We're excited because we've been following the Kings the whole season, flying around to see games. It was pretty amazing. And in walks Tony Robbins. And I go, holy shit, it's Tony Robbins. And Matthew goes, really? The Kings are going to win the cup and every celebrity in Los Angeles is in here and you're excited about a gigantic man right now. Like that's what you're excited <laughs> about. And I go, he's amazing. He's helped all these people. And he goes, well, go, go tell him you love him. I go, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to be that annoying guy to him that you know, everybody does to you. So sure enough, I'm walking back through the tunnel and I think Tony knew and he looked up from his phone. He goes, Hey man, how's it going? And I go, all right, I never do this. I know everybody says that, but I actually don't. I'm a big fan. I love your work. And he goes, what's your name? What do you do? And we start talking and he invited me to a seminar and he goes, I'd love it for you to come to my seminar next month in San Jose as my VIP guest. And I'm like, you're kidding. He goes, no, he goes, here's my secretary's information. She'll take care of you. And he comped me and this was before the documentary, right? So this was 2012. And he caught me and I was side of the stage for four days, high-fiving him. And it was life-changing. Like something inside of me cracked open because at the time I was, you know, the celebrity trainer and and a um, sober coach, but I was really trying to be a writer in Hollywood. And I had gotten really close with a couple things. I had a million dollar script sale fall apart and it was devastating and just the pain of all the whole Hollywood game. And something happened to me in that seminar where something inside of me cracked open And I had a moment and I just started to cry. It was brutal. And it was like, I just realized that like my gift is helping people, helping people get sober, helping people. And that I'm just going to help people in whatever way I can in my life at the end of my life will have been worthwhile because I will have helped a ton of people on this planet. And right after that, I was like wide open and a couple people who didn't know each other said, you need to go do breath work. And I was like, what the fuck is breath work? Right. I had never even heard of it. Didn't know what it was. So I found this place that isn't there anymore. And it was a little yoga studio on the West side. And I went there and there was like five people in a room and it was like a sheepskin rug and oils and crystals. And I was like, Oh God, what is this fresh hell? You know, that I've walked into. <laughs> I'm from Boston, right? I'm from the South shore of Boston, right? Dude, he's like, he was in the town. The town was based on him. Yeah. Like, no, I actually worked <laughs> with someone who was one of the armored car robbers. Like I knew a guy who was an actual armored car. That's a whole other story. This gym I worked at in Boston it was pretty scary. Wow. And, and so, um, yeah, that's a rabbit hole. I don't think we want to. I remember out. one time, not to drop, you were, we were working out and you, you looked around and you're like, Jared, if this was 20 years ago and I was at your house, I'd rob you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and you're like that's how much I've changed. But keep going. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I yeah. actually, I actually mm-hmm. went back through my entire life and repaid everybody I ever stole from. Wow, it was, it was quite a process. It was like the record store. I went in the record store and I was like, um, "Here's twenty bucks." I stole four hundred CDs from you guys. <laughs> you can have the spin doctors back. <laughs> Here's the Millie Vanilli album. Here you go. Yeah. No. So anyway, keep going. So, yeah. So. Um, so, you know, I don't believe in mercury and retrograde, you know, I mean, your life's a mess, go clean it up yourself, right? And so, mm-hmm. but here's the thing, it was very new agey, it was very woo woo, but when I laid down on the floor, you lay flat and you breathe in this certain way through your mouth and it was like a workout and I was a trainer, so I could, you know, relate to that and, and it was so intense, you don't rest in between the breaths and you do this very specific technique and I'm telling you, something happened to me that day that was 
I don't, I don't know how to, after eight years of teaching it, I still can't explain it to people. The most common statement I hear after my classes is, holy shit, that was like 20 years of therapy without saying a word. And that's what happened to me. Like all this stuff came up and came out of me. I cried in a way I've never cried before. I released all my shit. My brain turned off in this profound way that I tried to do with drugs and alcohol. And I now know that's a thing. It's called transient hyperfrontality. It shuts off part of your frontal lobe, the critic that we all have that tells us you're not smart enough. You're not funny enough. You're not rich enough. You're not good enough. We all suffer from that critic. And I've been fortunate enough to work with some of the most successful people on the planet. Four um, Oscar winners, three Grammy winners, uh, two Olympic medalists, and they suffer from I'm not enough more than most, right? That's why they're so driven. So um, it turned off that feeling. And it was the first time in my life I ever felt like I was enough. It was fucking incredible. And I came home and my wife was like, you look like a different guy. And I was like, I feel like a different guy. So I started doing this thing every day on my own, sometimes twice a day. And it was just clearing all this stuff out of my nervous system. And my clients started saying to me like, Hey man, um, what's going on with you? You seem like calm and like not angry and nice. And like, I would have say at the time I was one of the top five angriest guys in Los Angeles, which is a hard thing to be. Right? <laughs> I get that. I get that though. I've met people like that who are just like, they're here. It's not working out. Everyone sucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those guys are everywhere. I mean, listen, if you put like, you know, Boston, like getting, getting stabbed trauma and getting fucked over in Hollywood and this and that and all this horrible, you know, heartbreak and uh, grief inside of this, and then you get into a Prius and try to get on the 405 freeway, you got a time bomb on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you had with me. I was like ready to explode. And it comes out sideways. Like emotions yeah. come out sideways. There's a Freud quote that says like, unexpressed emotions will always come forth in uglier ways. And yeah. for me, that meant like I would be in Starbucks and some idiot would be, we'd be standing in line for 25 minutes and he'd get to the counter and he didn't know what he wanted. And they'd be like, God, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? It's the same all over the world, the same menu. You don't know what you, you want. I've been standing in line for 25 minutes. Get out of line. You lose your place. Yeah. Get out. Get out of line. And I would chase people out of the store. I mean, and this is with like 12 years of sobriety under my belt, you know? <laughs> like, wow. So um, I did this thing and it changed me. It literally changed who I am. And there's very few things on this planet that you can do that can change you emotionally. Um, in fact, there's almost nothing, right? But here's what's crazy about it. You feel it in the first session. It's unfucking deniable In fact, the more cynical and doubtful you are, the bigger the experience that you get. And I, so I love it when I get a guy that comes into my class. He's like, my wife dragged me here. I think this is horseshit. I'm like, awesome. You're my guy. <laughs> right. And yeah. those are the guys that crack open. And then afterwards they're giving me this gigantic hug and they're like, dude, that just changed my life. That was the most profound ex experience I've ever had in my life. And so there was something early on in one of my first classes I ever taught, like I had, you know, 10 guys in the room or 10 people in the room. One of them was Matthew Perry who'd come to, you know, check it out. And he said to me, Matthew said to me after the class, he goes, dude, this is your gift. Like, this is what you're supposed to do with your life. I'm like, really? The breathing thing is my gift? Like, I want a TV show, you know? I was still yeah. sort of caught on the Hollywood thing. And he goes, no, no, this is what you're going to do. And he was right. You know, here we are eight wow. years later and I've helped thousands of people go through this thing. My classes, when we have live classes, when the earth resumes, yeah. uh, you know, have 250 people in them. They're sold out in Los Angeles weeks in advance. They're sold wow. out here in Bend, Oregon 
in a town of 90,000 people, I get 250 people in a class and it's sold out a week in advance. Uh, JP, man, I, and Zach, I really wish, uh, were you able to do this in the no, class I when I did my, it? Yeah, my- so I did it with Amos and, and Ashley and I got to say, man, I was like, you know, I'm down. I'm now more open than I've ever been because like the end of Jingle Punks, what you said about the unexpressed emotions, I was up there with like the angry, you know, I, everything pissed me off. I was ready to like end friendships. I was ready to stop talking to whoever fucking crossed me. But I'm open now and going into the class, like I didn't even have any expectation. I was like, oh, it's on my schedule. I'm going to do it. And I'm not even going to think about it. And when I did it, Afterwards, I went for a walk. I like broke down. Like I, during it, I was like, had tears streaming down my face. You know, I know that Amos, who's also, you know, a bit of a stress case uh, because of everything with work, he said he was moved by it. And my biggest thought was, holy shit, why don't more people know about this? And then the other thing was, um, how can I find time in my day to do that without you know, neglecting work or like right now with this COVID stuff, it feels like I'm working harder than I've ever worked before, but I want to make this part of my routine because I literally feel sick now. I love what I'm doing, but I'm sick at the end of every day of looking at my screen, typing, talking. Like I looked at, you know, uh, my schedule today and I was like, oh my God, like I can't wait till the end of the day, but I think I need to, uh, you know, just make this part of my routine. Yeah. So uh, let me address both of those things. So the first one was like, I had that same reaction the first time I did it. I go, how is it that this thing has been inside of me, available to me my entire life and nobody showed me? Like, it would have saved me so much pain when I was 14 years old. Like, all the Mm -hmm. things that I went through. Like, why doesn't everybody know about this? Mm -hmm. And I said, if somebody taught this in a way that wasn't new agey and they took out all that weird language and they just made it Mm -hmm. normal, like they'd have 250 people in the room. And that's exactly what I have now because that's exactly the way I teach it. Like I'm a regular guy teaching it in a regular way and it's spreading. So my mission on this planet now is to change as many lives as I can with the power of this breathwork technique. Um, Until I find something better, this is what I'm teaching. I've never found anything. And I'll tell you, I have gone down the rabbit hole in the last eight years. Because once I did this, I was like, what else is out there? So I've tried every weird fucking thing you can imagine. I wanted to do a show around it, like all these crazy Mm -hmm. different things. But this thing is still the most powerful technique I've ever found. So what what I did was I did a couple things. I got up in the morning and I did it first thing out of bed. I get up, go to the bathroom and lay down on the floor and just start breathing. And I set a goal for myself, three songs, John Paul. You can do anything for three songs, 10 minutes. And the first three songs are kind of the toughest part. And then after that, I would keep going, but I would set a minimum of three songs, 10 minutes. By the way, the music is the best part. Yeah, the music's incredible, right? Yeah. So, so just lay down, just roll out of bed in the morning and set, put on your headphones and do three songs. And if you want to keep going, keep going because three, more is better. But at least three songs will clear out your head and clear out your nervous system and go, okay, now I can go into the day with no, you know, irritation from the day before or any of this bullshit that I carry into the day. And what it did for me is it made it so that I just didn't give a shit in a way that like, oh, because my head tells me things like, oh, how are you going to start an online business? You don't even know how to use Facebook properly. (laughs) Like you're an idiot, (laughs) right? And now I have this really successful online business. I have these courses that people buy that they email me from all over the planet telling me, oh my God, your five-day emotional detox course online changed my life. Oh my God, I did your teacher training online and now I'm teaching it to people and I'm changing lives. And so 
that business is really successful. And I started that because I turned off the critic in my brain through breath work and just went mm-hmm. to work on it. And I have a couple other businesses that I started around it too. So it just clears out all that noise and it opens up your creativity and puts you in a different place. And it makes you realize what really matters in your life. So what's going to happen is you're going to do this thing, you're going to breathe, then you're going to go down and you're going to love your kids. Because I know you and your kids yeah. and your wife, and you're going to go down yeah. and you're be like, this is what's really important. And now I can get to work after this. The funny thing is that weird forgiveness thing opened up for me after where I thought about, you know, I hope Dan, my old partner and Jesse are listening. Um, I literally spent so much time last year being angry at them because our expectations were missed. You know what I mean? Like I wanted something, they wanted something, everyone's entitled to, you know, they wanted to go home at five and be with their family. I want to work and then go out to Craig's and make more money. And why doesn't the world love me? And after I literally was like, felt like calling everyone who would ever help me achieve where I was at and just say, thank you. Like my team I'm working with now, them, my parent, like it was a weird feeling and it wasn't a distracting feeling. Like it was one of those things where, I like I it it went over me it passed and then I just my brain like opened up and then I wrote like ten goofy songs about you know hand jobs at happy hour for my uncle drank project <laughs> you know after back to work as normal um, but it it's like you know I've met people that have done things like you know TM and you know yoga and, like talk to me about like in the world like the TM the transcendental meditation like where do those things fall into this world so so let's back up a little bit because i want to go i want to touch on what you just said earlier which is you know you had this thing where you wanted to go and tell everybody i love you thank you for helping me along in this journey and so what had happened during the breathwork cycle was you we turned off your brain and we moved you into your heart And too many people, you can operate from that heart space and you can operate from the brain space and you can operate from both. But most people now are just up in their head all day long, especially if you're on the computer and especially if you're, you know, thing. And so you, you moved in your heart space and in your heart space, you wanted to go, you know, say what really mattered. I mean, listen, on the, at the end of your life, and when you're fucking sitting on your deathbed, those are the things that are going to matter. Right. And so that's where you were. You were literally in that space, which is a beautiful space. And what if you started operating somewhat in your life from that space? What if you started saying those things to people and how would your life change? What would your life look like? I mean, that's what's happened to me. I was like a fucking angry trainer. And now I tell people I love them and I'm grateful for our friendship and I'm grateful I have you in my life. And it's just magnetized people towards me in my life. And, and so that's why part of why I've become so successful with this. So as far as the other question, which is TM, you know, I have a lot of friends that, you know, um, are celebrities and they do that David Lynch thing, the, T, the whole TM yeah. thing. I, I don't know. I, I shouldn't speak to it because I haven't done it personally. I don't have my mantra word and the yeah. whole thing. And um, I think it's really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I know like Seinfeld does it. And they all Lynch do it, you know, because yeah. David Lynch goes out and recruits them and gets them in there and does it to the celebrities for free. And then they, they it has a powerful effect. I think it works. I think anything you do works, whether it's meditation or breath work or TM or, or yoga. yoga. Yeah. But Adrenochrome. What's that? Adrenochrome. I don't know that one. <laughs> What's that? That's like all the conspiracy yeah. theories have this whole celebrities live off the adrenal gland of like. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the vampire blood. They're getting right, the right, transfer. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm true. into anyway. It's true, for sure. <laughs> My blood boy is going to be here in a half an hour. So <laughs> blood boy. 
<laughs> Listen, uh, I just, I've, I've for... seen the, the dark underbelly of the celebrity world. Oh, like, I've strapped people down on private planes that have tried to open the door. I mean, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Dude, I, I mean, the breathwork stuff is amazing. <laughs> I'm dying to try a class. I know I had to miss the last one that you did. You can for... come Sunday. I'll, I'll hook Great. you up. So okay, awesome. Sunday. Thanks, so man. the beautiful thing about the breathwork thing is you can come do a class w- with me, right? And I, I like people to pay usually because usually if you don't have some kind of exchange, you don't do the work. Like people don't yeah. do it. If, if they don't pay, they don't pay attention, I always say, right? Mm-hmm. And then- So um, I have to pay? <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wait, wait, hold a second. I, uh, what is going on here? My computer just went crazy. It's trying to do an update. Oh, there we go. Okay. Okay. By the way, in our discussion about like the most relaxing thing in the world, there's like someone working on my roof. I hope you guys aren't hearing the bang. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't hear them at all. Okay, good. Okay, um, good. So, you know, listen. All those things work, like yoga, meditation, but they all take a long time. And most people are so crazy up in their head that they can't do it. And that, I'm, I shouldn't say most people. I was so crazy up in my head that I couldn't sit with. I tried to meditate. I tried everything. And I tried yoga. None of it worked for me because I didn't just didn't have the patience. Breath work. Literally, the first session. Everybody wants a quick fix. Everybody wants things to work right away. This thing actually does. Like literally, you can come do one session in the first session, you will feel like a different person. You will feel massive results from the first time out. And it's undeniable. So I don't have any problem hyping the shit out of it because it always delivers. I've never had somebody yeah. come up to me after class and be like, that didn't do anything for me. It's just never happened in eight years and hundreds and thousands huh. of people I've worked with. So, you know, every once in a while I get some weird people, but it's really unusual. I mean, like I might have a room of 250 people and like one or two people just are like, that's not for me. And that's fine. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be your thing. As I always say, breathwork, just cause your friend told you it was amazing. Just cause we're saying how amazing it is right now. It, you don't have to like it. You don't have to enjoy it. But if you just go and do it with an open mind, you might just have the most profound experience you've ever had, which will change your life. Um, okay. For you, what's the goal? Like, are you, you know, I know that you're an entrepreneur too. You know, we're talking about obviously a podcast where you talk uh, about this with your, you know, famous and rock star friends, but are you trying to build a global brand? Is this like a Tony Robbins thing? Is it a Peloton thing? What is it? It's, uh, you're so funny. You're nailing it. Like, I think it's both Peloton. I had this idea, this vision to do a Peloton breathwork online class a couple of years ago, but people wouldn't believe that it was really powerful online. And now they're doing it with me online on Sundays. I'm doing a class. And then, you know, I have like almost 200 people in that class every Sunday and it's growing really wow. fast because it actually is almost more powerful online than it is in person. And the reason is, is because, because it's such an emotional release thing that happens when you're home, you're in your safe space. Mm. You feel safer in your house rather than like, if you like, especially for a guy where a guy comes to a class and he's got people around him, he doesn't want to just let out that big cry with people around him. Guys need permission to cry and women need permission to yell. And so when you're home and you know, I can't hear you and I can't see you if you turn off your camera, you totally feel safe to do it. And you can hear me a lot clearer online than you can in person. In person, I crank the music up and I've got a mic headset and I'm doing it Tony Robbins style. I'm shouting all this stuff, but you can really hear me clear at home. So the online thing is happening really well. I teach people how to teach it. I do teacher training. So I have that online in courses and then I do it in person as well. 
Um, I think it's a Tony Robbins thing too. I'm building the brand of like my teaching people how to teach it because I can only teach so much. I can only help so many people, right? So I'm creating other teachers that are going out of there and doing it. And it's not like a pyramid thing. Like I don't have a foothold on people like Bikram where you have to like yeah. bow down to me and pay me all this money. <laughs> not a good model. I saw the yeah. Netflix. I don't, I don't give a shit. Like come take yeah. a couple classes with me and then yeah. go do whatever you want. And then if yeah. you need support too, you can jump on a monthly support call with me as well. And so I'm not, it's just like not how I operate. I try to do the opposite of what was done to me that I didn't appreciate or like. Yeah. I think there's a natural organic thing where people will discover it. Like I shared the video uh, when we did ours with Steve Levitan. Cause I was like, dude, you missed something pretty amazing. Like a lot of my friends, the amazing part about LA is there's a lot of complicated, very, you know, you, you attract to people that are sort of like you or complete. And like, you know, so I'm with a whole bunch of friends that are, you know, smart, crazy, but sometimes a little, you know, uh, goofy or flawed. And, you know, I love sharing it with that group of people in my world. And, you know, Levitan specifically loved it. And he goes, wow, thank you. Like, and I said, dude, you got to check out the course. You got to get, so I'm going to send you, uh, you know, a few intros to a few more people because I know the people after doing it. And again, I'm not like, I'm also not an easy person to to sway. I'm like a mule when it comes to the things that I'm into. Like I consistently wear the same thing every day. I eat the same food every day. I fundamentally believe that people don't change, but I think you unlock something that might be inside of people that isn't about change. It's about maybe going back to the more honest version of what's inside of you. And that's what I reacted to. Cause I'm like, I've gotten a hard shell around me the last few years and it's about just like softening it up without losing, you know, the edge. That's exactly right. So you, what's going on is, is, is I, you strip away the layers that are built up. We all build up layers over ourselves, over our heart, whether it's because you got screwed over in business or screwed over in a relationship or your parents said this and someone said you'd never make it or just all these kind of layers. And what this thing does is it strips away those layers and just brings you back to that childlike heart where you just like, I love people and I love, thank you so much. And I want to create from my heart and just like children are right before that, all those layers were built up over your heart. So it just melts all that stuff away, which is incredible. It's not putting something inside of you. It's just bringing, getting you to what's good. That's already there inside of you. Mm. And so, um, Look at it took me a couple of years. How many years have I been doing this that I tried to get you to do it, right? Many years. And the and the studio I was teaching at was at the end of your street. <laughs> I know. I could have been going <laughs> two years. Every day. Two years you could have walked down the street and taken one of my classes anytime. But that's how fucked up changes. It's like sometimes it's literally at the end of your street. I had to wait for a pandemic to do it online with you. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you're like most people. Most people are yeah. like that. I've had friends that I've been doing this eight years and I've been trying to convince them for eight years to come take my class. And it's not until they're a pain in pain. You know, pain is yeah. a motivator for most people. That was like me in New Orleans eating the chicken fingers and going, can anybody, can someone tell me someone that will put a weight in my hand and take the chicken finger out of my mouth? I don't care about the result. I just can't go on with the same routine. That was, you know, everybody has a different rock bottom. And it wasn't even about like, you know, I did something else to, to somebody. I was doing something to myself that I didn't like, you know what I mean? And that's typically like the low point. And I got to say, uh, 
you know, you're like, everybody's got pain. Everyone's got, it's funny. Cause like, to me, I, I my trigger point is humiliation. Cause my mom used to be like, take me to the mall with like at the gap and like in front of all the cool kids, like be like, do these jeans look too tight on Jared's chubby Jewish belly? I love my mom. But like that, no matter how good of a sense of humor you have, when you're like 13, 14 years old, that stuff carries with you like Jewish like humiliation is like that's that's real and it's passed down like dna like i like being funny i but for some reason it's like call me a clown and i like go fucking haywire and like yeah. just being able yeah. to i mean listen, you know know where that, that came from yeah right. but that's what therapy therapy sometimes yeah. takes but 10 years we lost but, a lot know, of in that, that one moment of doing oh shit i have it on my side we're having some internet issues. Let's just yeah. give it a second. You're, you're going to need to hardwire. Do some breath work, Shit. bro. I got, I have like 10 kids here. Oh, all home this school. Is, when you, you know what's funny? Like, <laughs> same. I, my, my bandwidth is like just dropping every two seconds because all the kids went back to school today. When I when this whole thing break. happened, I upgraded to the highest speed, and then I hardwire the Ethernet cable, and it's the only way it works to do my class because I've yeah, got right. you know 180 people from all over the planet, and I can't drop out you know when they're all paying yeah. me to do the class. So that was the key for me. Um, well, look, um, I just wanted to you know uh, learn more about different people's occupations, and like I said. Uh, JP's had one of the most amazing uh, career arcs I've seen from uh, local Boston uh, pickpocket to failed Hollywood screenwriter to a uh, person who's changing people's lives. And I guess much like everybody else who's been on that show, there's no straight line to where your ultimate goal and purpose will emerge from in your career. So Zach, what do you think? Uh, this is this an occupation for me? Well, I mean, it seems like you're really into it. I like that. I think you, uh, you've taken the class now once, which is a good start. Uh, maybe if you take the class to learn how to teach this sort of thing, it could be something that you instill on people. I would not count this out as a potential uh, job for you. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a good one. And, JP, the way you're talking about how it's taken you eight years like, to get Jared into a class, that's how a lot of my friends are with, like, ayahuasca. Yeah. Because I have buddies who are like, hey, man, you got to come. You got to do it. We go out to like a sweat lodge and we just lose our minds for four days. And I'm like, I, I don't want to do that. Well, so that's a great point <laughs> that you bring up with the ayahuasca because I get a lot of people who have done ayahuasca to my breathwork trainings because at the ayahuasca ceremonies, they do breathwork too. So they say, oh. if, you, if the ayahuasca doesn't work for you, the breathwork will. And what pe what's happening is people will go, yeah, the ayahuasca was cool, but I was really shocked by the breathwork. Wow. You expect wow. if you take a plant medicine and you puke into a bucket that you should be tripping balls, but <laughs> you don't expect to trip balls from just laying on the ground breathing. So Correct. here's the beauty of breathwork over ayahuasca in my opinion. You can't do ayahuasca on a Tuesday afternoon when you just had a fight with your wife and your kids are driving you crazy. <laughs> but you can go into your, in your bedroom and lay down and do breath work for 10 minutes, right? Yeah. And clear mm -hmm. all that shit out. And I can't tell you the amount of times I've done that and come out and be like, I'm sorry. I need a shirt that says, I'm sorry for what I said before breath work, right? Wow. And so it's been amazing for me in that way. And there was a time where someone ripped me off for like $10,000 and the Boston in me came out. I was like, I'm going to his house with a bat right now and I'm going to kill this motherfucker. <laughs> Wow. 
Why would Matthew Perry do that? <laughs> no, Matthew's, Matthew's great. He's been generous. So, but, but someone screwed me like that. And I go, you know what? I'm going to lay down and do some fucking breath work and see how that feels. And I laid down and I did the breath work. And 25 minutes, minutes later, I came up filled with gratitude and love. So if you know something that'll take you from homicide to gratitude and love in 25 minutes, please let me know because I want to add it into my life. And that's, that's what amazing. this thing does. And so... Again, you can't go do ayahuasca when that happens, right? You got to like spend thousands of dollars to fly out to Costa Rica or go to some weird guy's apartment in Venice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do any health regime that involves me puking into a bucket. I've, it's just not for me. But this, this was for me. And again, uh, you know, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about your uh, this uh, breathwork stuff with us. And, you know, I really hope that people will check out um, everything that you're doing. Can you tell us where we can find you online? So anyone listening? My website is called Breathe with JP, B-R-E-A-T-H-E mm-hmm. with dot com. So Breathe with JP.com. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook and all that nonsense. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on Occupational Therapy. We shall see you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, man. Cheers, brother. Audio.